Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Well, welcome to the party again, the grace party of the Growing in Grace podcast. Cap here, Mike Kapler, Breeze over there, Joel Breezeke, and we're glad you're with us. Tell a friend we're here, and you I don't know where you're listening to us from. It might be a podcast app or something, but just keep in mind our, our so-called flagship website does contain all of our past archived programs. When you get there, you'll notice the newest ones are first. But yeah, uh, 18 years of podcasts are available at growingandgrace.org. Hey, oh, Joel. Hey, you know, I forgot to tell you off the air. I, I tell you on the air. Um, so I had I had told you recently that I ran into somebody who used to work at the radio station. She's working at the at the hospital where I work. And anyway, she um, she asked about you, um, like if, if you and I are still in contact with each other. <laughs> and ah. I, I said, well... Yeah, we kind of still do this podcast. And for those who have gone back and listened to all the podcasts, this person, interesting, was the very was the first voice, on, uh, the intro voice on our podcast. Oh, and, that's right. Yeah. And so she used to do the intro. Uh, her name was Amy, not to be confused with another Amy who did the who did the intro for quite some time. Two different Amy's, two different spellings. But anyway, she said to tell you hi. And when I told her that we had been doing this for 18 years, she was just, wow. You know, it's like she couldn't believe we'd been doing this for 18 years either. And anyway, just wanted to pass that along to you. (laughs) She said to say hi. And uh, it's interesting that, you know, that, you know, a lot of those radio people, we don't really have a whole lot of contact with. Some of them are on Facebook or whatever, but um, we don't keep in contact with a whole lot of people from the past like on on a daily basis we should do a a radio reunion oh that would be pretty cool from the old k-wolf that would be awesome yeah k-wolf k-w-o-f joel last week we were talking from matthew 18 about where two or three are gathered if you missed it you might want to go back and check it out at growingandgrace.org uh it's the last program we did something we kind of touched on there that we might just want to take a little step further um, is this Jew Gentile thing. What What is a Gentile? I remember years ago we were, you and I were teaching a class at a church we attended and it was New Covenant stuff. I'm not sure if we were in the Sermon on the Mount or what it was at that time, but we were helping, trying to help people understand the difference between the Old Covenant that Israel was under that became obsolete and the New Covenant established by God through Jesus Christ. Um, and somehow, the, you know, the, obviously, in the passages that we were referring to, the word Gentiles was getting mentioned uh, because either Jesus referred to them or whatever. And and somebody kind of had this perplexed look on their face. I can still remember it, even though it was many years ago. And uh, they, they just thought, like I think I probably did, and you as well, once upon a time before we understood some of the basics of, of the gospel of grace, um, they were under the impression that Gentiles were just unbelievers, you know, just mm. sort of like mm-hmm. pagans, you know, people who were... Uh, you know, they did bad things or whatever went through somebody's mind. They just thought the Gentiles were, were bad people. And then there were uh, believers, uh, especially believers in Jesus, right, who were on the other side of the spectrum. Uh, but really, ultimately, 
Gentiles, in a nutshell, they were non-Jewish people. Uh, right. So you had the nation of Israel, probably less than 1% of the world's population, and everybody else that was non-Jewish was considered a, a Gentile. So we just wanted to maybe touch on this for a few minutes today. And um, it's, it's one of those false assumptions out there as we continue with our series that um, and some people might have. Now, they may have been referred to or considered as uh, pagans. Uh, here, I've got, got a definition for it right here. I mean, hang on a second. Um, first of all, a, a Gentile is a, a foreigner, a pagan, a heathen, uh, a non-Jew. Um, and then that's, that's from Strong's. And then there's this uh, word study that uh, I found right underneath this, Joel. It says that they're a Gentile, a heathen, usually referring to non-Israelites, um, a pagan. And I like this. They put this in quotes, a non-covenant person, hmm. in other words, standing outside of, of God's covenant of salvation. So uh, let's let's touch on some of this, because Jesus did mention, uh, like what we were talking about last week, um, when when he said, if, if somebody refuses to listen, tell it to the church, and if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Um, some translations might say heathen, uh, NASB, ESV, they use the word Gentile, they, they kind of mean the same thing. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same word that, that Jesus was using. Right, it was using. Right. I, I guess the thing I would point out is the reason they were considered heathens is because they weren't Jewish. <laughs> right. Yeah, because a lot of people today, um, when you hear the word Gentile, it's considered to be an unbeliever. In fact, I, I had a, a friend uh, messaged me a, a PDF from his pastor, and I won't get into the whole thing, but. On this PDF, and he, he this guy wasn't in agreement with this pastor, which is fine. He said he likes the guy, but some disagreements. But the, the person said, a Gentile today is is an unbeliever. When you see the word Gentile in the Bible, it's referring to an unbeliever. And that's totally not what the word Gentile means. And And like we said last week in this passage in Matthew 18, the church... Uh, the church and and this is this is where people might get this idea that you know tell the church about it and if the church won't uh, or if the, if your brother won't agree with you tell the church about it well the church it's not a christian word it's a it's a general word that means an assembling together of people and so jesus was saying if the jewish assembly he's talking about the jewish assembly and if he won't hear them then let that person be to you like if he refuses to hear the church, the Jewish assembly, let him be to you like a, a heathen or like a Gentile and a tax collector, a non-covenant person, someone who is not of Israel. doesn't mean an unbeliever, but just uh, uh, let him be to you like one of those people. And it's like uh, Ephesians 2. I love that definition or that, that explanation of the word being non-covenant people because that's what, that's what Paul's understanding of the word Gentile was. And the people who would have read... Paul's epistles and the people who would have heard the words of Jesus, that's they would have understood what a Gentile was, that it was a non-Jewish people. And Paul writes to the Ephesians in Ephesians 2.11, Therefore remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, uh, he's not saying necessarily unbelievers, although they probably weren't, but that's he's saying who are called uncircumcision, so they hadn't been circumcised, that was the Jewish people, of course, in the covenant, they were circumcised. But you who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, made in the flesh by hand, that at that time you 
Gentiles were without Christ, being aliens from a commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. That's what a Gentile was. Didn't have the covenants, didn't have the promises, uh, were with, had no hope, and were without God in the world. So when Jesus uses that word Gentile, that's what he's referring to. Non-Jewish people, the uncircumcision, not the circumcision, not unbelievers, but people who, were, who didn't have the covenant with God. But now, Paul says, of course, in Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. And so it's by the blood of Christ that these people, these Gentiles, have been brought near to, to God by the blood of Christ. But th- the point that we're trying to point out here is that when, you, when Jesus talks about, at one point Jesus sent out his disciples, and again, this is in his earthly ministry uh, before the cross, he said, do not go in the ways of the Gentiles. Now, was he saying do not go in the way of unbelievers? <laughs> I mean, how are they going to get the message to unbelievers if they're not supposed to go the way of unbelievers? But he was talking about, you're supposed to, he, he was sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That's what Jesus said in his earthly ministry. It was to the Jews first that Jesus came. And he's, that's who he sent his disciples to. He wasn't saying, don't go to unbelievers. <laughs> I mean, it, when you start putting the pieces of the puzzle together, it, it just doesn't make any sense to, to think anything else. I mean, non-Jewish people don't. Yeah, he sent them out and he said, don't go to the Gentiles. Uh, it's not time. It would be eventually. Right. Uh, which kind of brings us to the even just in the book of Acts, you know, leading up to the book of Acts, after Jesus rose, he told his disciples, you know, go out and, and go to the nations, go to the world and tell them about this. And and when he said, you know, like the word nations, that's really where we get the word Gentile from. Right. And yet when you look through the book of Acts, you'll see the disciples that hung around Jesus, they didn't really go to the nations per se. They, they stuck with the Jews for quite some time until... Peter began to get a revelation from that vision that he had. And then, of course, Paul came along and and some of his companions, such as Barnabas, and they started fully taking the message to the Gentiles. And then there was this debate uh, in the book of Acts between people like Paul and some of the apostles versus some of the people like James and, and the elders at the Jerusalem church. They had this big argument about whether Gentiles, number one, could be saved they weren't talking about unbelievers because there were jewish unbelievers um when it came to jesus they were just talking about these people who were covenant outsiders as you were talking about from ephesians 2. um so when we begin to understand some of the historical significance of some of this um and and not just try to mesh and mold the the scriptures into some sort of 21st century western um periodical of some sort but we understand the difference we understand the history of the 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 jewish nation and and those on the outside and and how jesus began to change all of that especially from the time of his death and resurrection when the the new covenant was ratified and gentiles would be invited in that was a difficult thing for some of the jewish people to swallow big time and it was years literally decades in those early days of the the body of Christ, the 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 Christian Church. It was years, decades before many people even came 
to understand that Gentiles were, <laughs> were included in this gospel. You know, Paul writes about that in Ephesians, how he was made uh, a steward of this message, that Gentiles could now be included in the same body, that uh, when people come to faith, they're put into one body. It's not Jewish, and it's not Gentile. It's, it's, a, it's a new body, one new man that God made from the two. But if you, if you read the scriptures from the point of view, you know, thinking that Gentiles are, are simply unbelievers, you know, it's, it's Matthew 10, where Jesus says, Then Jesus sent out, the tw- uh, these tw- 12 Jesus sent out and commended them, saying, Do not go in the way of the Gentiles, and do not enter a city of, of the Samaritans. And then if you, if you think that he's talking strictly about unbelievers there, which a lot of, uh, p- some preachers today will preach this. And there's a lot of confusion because then, like you said, at the end of Matthew, he sends them out to the nations, to not just those of Israel, but to to the nations. And and there would seemingly be a, a contradicting message there from Jesus. But it was two different things. I like what you said about uh, when Jesus said, do not go in the way of the Gentiles, because it wasn't time. It wasn't time for that. There was going to be a time when this, the message of the gospel would go out to all the world. But in his immediate ministry, when he was walking the earth with his Jewish disciples, he sent them in the way of the Jews. And even, even um, Paul in Romans 1 says the gospel, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, because it's the power of God to salvation for those who believe for the Jew first and also for the Gentile. There was an order of things. There was a reason why. I don't claim to understand the exact reason why it was for the Jew first and then also for the Gentile, why God did it that way. Uh, but you see that. You, you have the Old Testament. You have the Old Covenant where it was, this whole covenant was for the Jewish people. And Jesus came as a Jew, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law. And we see that the the, the reason he redeemed those under the law was so that the, this promise that had been made hundreds of years before the law, this promise that had been made to Abraham of justification by faith, that promise would be revealed in Christ when this law that Israel had been under was done away with. But, you know, why God did it that way, I don't know, but we see that that's how God did it, to the Jew first and also uh, to the Gentile. So when you see the word Gentile, just wherever you see that, or pagan or heathen, depending on your uh, Bible translation. It's referring to non-covenant people. It's referring to people who were not Jewish. And it, I think that will bring a whole lot of light and revelation to your understanding of of the, the fullness of what is being said in each of these passages. You know, um, I know we're going to be wrapping this up, but um, when, when Peter came to the understanding that the gospel could be presented, because... Even even with everything that Jesus said uh, before uh, his death and after his resurrection, when it came to Gentiles, that I don't think the disciples got it. Right. Uh, so later on, many years later, uh, Peter has this this vision, and he begins to realize that the gospel can be taken to the Gentiles now. Well, that blew his mind because Peter, like many Jews at that time, still thought the law was in place. And guess what? Uh, the law would forbid. Jewish people in in the covenant that they were in with God, it would prevent them. And Peter said this to the people he went to visit, the Gentile people. Uh, it would prevent them from associating or eating or anything basically with 
these Gentiles who are covenant outsiders. And he told what was, it was Cornelius, right? Yeah. Uh, went to the house of Cornelius and not to be confused with the Cornelius from the movie Planet of the Apes. I, <laughs> I don't think that they're the same. Um, although maybe maybe the Jews considered the Gentiles a little bit like the, the, the <laughs> maybe apes. Maybe so. That's, that'd but, be good, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all I know is Charlton Heston was in there and he was also Moses. <laughs> yeah. So there's got to be some connection there's some here connection somewhere. There's some <laughs> <laughs> It's all making sense now. <laughs> but but he told him, Peter told him, you know, uh, we're under a covenant here. We're under a law where I would not have been allowed and, until God came to me and, and explained this thing. I would not have been allowed to, to even come here and associate with you. And and many Jews were still clinging to that law that would not allow that. So uh, interesting how this all began to unfold. There were some real tug of wars going on with this. But now, spiritually speaking, in Christ, uh, there is no longer Jew or Gentile. We've all been brought into one new man, the body of Jesus Christ. All right. Yeah, there's a big picture in all this. And uh, I think that the understanding what a Gentile is and, and what a Jew was will really help in all of this and everything that we've been saying in this in this podcast and coming up next week well you know we've been talking a lot about this jew and gentile thing there's a common false assumption that gentiles were grafted into israel but of course as we've been talking about jews and gentiles alike were actually put into one new man so we'll talk about that next week on growing in grace This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.